0: Hello, I'm Justin Bibby. I'm an Assistant Chief Constable at Staffordshire Police. Thanks for downloading this episode of The Beat Podcast, a discussion focusing on police and crime prevention in Staffordshire. To learn more about the topics discussed in the podcast, please visit the Staffordshire Police website or get in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Alternatively, you can contact us by email at thebeatpodcast at staffordshire.pnn.police.uk. There'll be opportunities for you to get involved and ask questions, but please remember that our inboxes are not constantly monitored and that the Beat podcast is not a suitable place to report information about crime or safety concerns. As always, you can do that by calling 999 or 101 or contacting us via our digital channels and social media.
1: Hello, Staffordshire Police.
2: hello and welcome to the latest episode of the beat podcast by staffordshire police i'm tom bushel and for today's episode we're touching on the world of recruitment as part of our ongoing drive into recruiting for the police constable degree apprenticeship program or pcda i'm today joined virtually by year two students pc gail tolly and pc ben gooding as well as senior cohort leader rachel jordan thank you all for joining me much appreciated Uh, Firstly, Rachel, can you just explain what the PCDA programme is and the role that plays in developing officers?
3: The PCDA is for individuals who'd like to join the police who don't currently have a degree, um, and it allows them to enter into the police and work towards um, a degree through further education. Um, The PCDA is a three-year course with a mixture of theory-based learning that will be taught at Staffordshire University, as well as practical-based training in an operational environment um, within Staffordshire Police. And at the end of the PCDA programme, students will achieve a BA degree, so a bachelor's degree in professional policing practice from Staffordshire University. Brilliant. And
2: Gail, you're a second year student yourself. Can you tell me a little bit, bit how you came about to be on this PCDA programme? What made you make that decision to to, to take this leap?
1: Um, well, I've wanted to be a police officer for around 20 years, but because of family commitments and having children, um, it, it was never the right time. And I've also regretted never kind of going for a degree. So when the opportunity came up, so I could be a police officer and study for a degree I thought well you know now's the time so that's why I applied really
2: and obviously you mentioned there about your family and that being a, a reason as to, as to why you may not have been able to do this in the past how how are they now with you taking the leap into policing?
1: well apart from um, I'm thinking I'm a bit crazy because obviously I'm 50 this year um, they've been really supportive to be honest um, and I think the my younger two children are really quite proud of the fact that I'm I'm doing it, and I'm kind of showing them that you can do whatever you put your mind to.
2: And was it a difficult choice for you to make this step at the age that that you are? Obviously, tr- traditionally, you you think of, of students being their late teens, and obviously, you are looking at doing this at a slightly later point in your life.
1: Um, I think before I actually applied, I. Uh, I kind of spoke to all family members and ensured I got the support network in place to do it. Um, I don't think if I hadn't got the support of my family, then it would be quite difficult to do because you know it is quite full on.
2: And how have you you found these these first two years?
1: Roller coaster. I think that's the what I say to anybody. It's um, it's a giant learning curve because you're learning you know a completely new job, a completely new role and combine that with the degree um, I haven't studied for a long time. Uh, so um, getting into the swing of that has been um, an eye-opener as well. So it's, it's, it's crazy, <laughs> but it's really good.
2: Fantastic. Thank you. And Ben, same question to you. You're obviously a, a second-year student as, as well, as we mentioned at the beginning. How did you come to be on the PCDA programme? Um,
4: I'd always wanted to be a police officer since I was a young lad. It sounds cliche, um, like um, apart from being a football, that was the only real career option or a teacher. Um, excuse me. <coughs> so, um, I was obviously I finished a degree at Keele So I, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was working at um, KFCs in the local Stoke area. To be fair, um, just full time, trying to find out what I wanted to do. Um, and obviously, but luckily, the recruitment um, for staff police came up. So. I was working as a uh, substitute teacher at the time. After leaving the, after leaving the KFCs, in in that in between period sort of thing, um, and I applied and luckily got accepted on. Um, I did initially apply for the degree hold scheme, but you know, as long as I joined, I wasn't bothered, so I accepted the PCDA one when it came along.
2: And how how has it been for you? Have you found these uh, this couple of years that you've been part of this course?
4: Um, I'd say challenging but rewarding. Um, it's it's hard. It's, you know the job entails what well, the job entails is hard it's complex and you're dealing with stuff that you know sometimes you do feel a little bit um most will say on edge um and but you've got the tools around just to support you you've got obviously experienced officers you can go and ask questions to um and then obviously you, you know you're trying to it's almost like juggling three balls i'd say you got your degree and obviously for us as secondary students you're trying to you know juggle that um filling out your portfolio for you, obviously, so you can pass your probation and stuff like that and then obviously you've got the on-the-job learning and stuff like that. But no, it's, it's really good I'm enjoying it. It's, like I say, it's just challenging but we'll, like so like Gail said, it's rollercoaster and we'll both get there and we'll all get there because we've got our support network behind us.
2: And Gail talked about her her family there and about the support that they've given to her. How, how have your family been with you? Obviously, you've mentioned at the beginning that it's something you've always wanted to do. You've always looked at becoming a, a police officer so has the support been there for for you from your family?
4: Oh yeah absolutely I think um, for me personally it's quite I've, I've quite proud of myself in the sense of I've done what I've set out to do and my family are very supportive of that you know they'll they'll be there all hours a day if I need anything and stuff like that and it links in quite well so it's I'd say it's similar in the work environment it's the sort of similarities in between the fact your family's supportive and Work environment supportive, and no matter what time I come in in the day, off a shift, whether it's a night or a noon or an early, the family will be there if I need them.
2: And to you, Rachel, now Ben and Gail clearly have demonstrated a lot of skills, a lot of qualities to be accepted onto this course and to be doing as well as as they are. What sort of things as a senior cohort leader do you look for in your students?
3: I think um we we. We look for um, a, sh- a student officer or or somebody who's willing to be a police officer that wants to commit towards uh, working towards that degree, while whilst also, you know, looking for a lifelong um, career. So, you know, there's there's skills of being a police officer, but also that commitment, um, as Gail and Ben have spoke about, to. To, to the varying parts um, of a PCDA programme. So, you know, there's the commitment to the policing side, which has, re- you know, relevant essential skills that are required, um, but they map across really into that um, academic degree and uh, an apprenticeship. Um, so I think it's just, it's commitment to something. And I, and I think it's, if it's been your lifelong dream to be a police officer, You'll, you'll come with those um, essential skills to show that commitment to to the program. Because the program
2: is a a lot, lot of hard work, isn't it?
3: It is. Um, and and you know Ben and Gail have, have alluded to that that you, you know as soon as you join the program, you you take on not what is quite challenging in itself, the role of a police officer, but also an academic degree. Um, you know, people find uh, just doing a degree a challenge and whilst others just doing the police officer role being a challenge and it's combined. Um, but it, but as Ben said, it is really rewarding. So you're going to get the rewards of being that uh, operational police officer, but the, re- the reward at the end of also obtaining a degree. And
2: Gail, just on what Rachel has mentioned there how challenging has it been for you to juggle that degree element with the obviously the the physical police element as well
1: it does get tough at times but i think like rachel said um if you're committed to it you'll you'll do it if you want it you'll do it um and and that's kind of the approach i take the the two things come hand in hand you know to be a police officer you've got to study for the degree and if you want to study for that degree, you're doing the police officer role as well. So um, it's it's the commitment to what I, I want to be a police officer at the end of the day. Plus for me, I also want to get a degree. So um, it can be difficult at times, but there is a lot of support, both from the university and from the police, um, to, to achieve it. So, you know, it is
2: doable. And obviously, Gail, this last year has been very difficult for... A myriad of reasons, you know, least but not the the pandemic. Can you explain what this last year has been like, and if possible, can you explain what a typical day on the course has been like over this last year or two?
1: um I think that the pandemic just has brought new policing challenges and then it's kind of put everybody who's out there working already as a police officer under cells in a, in a completely different kind of space, so we've been learning to police the pandemic at the same time as, uh, you know, experienced officers have. It's new to everybody. So um, in the beginning, it was really strange first lockdown and there's, there was not much going on. I think everybody just kind of stayed in. And uh, so it was, it it was very strange, but then, you know, it, it got back to being normally, you know, busy operationally. Um, and also we've been doing distance learning uh, for university to minimise the risk. So we've been working from home, which I quite enjoy, but I do understand it's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, Some people like to go into university and um, feel that they're part of a university and do the work there. So it it has been different, Uh, definitely different.
2: (laughs) And Ben, just on that from Gail, she mentioned about relishing the challenge of having that balance between the policing side and the degree side. Just an extension of that. How have you found balancing the work you've been doing as part of this PCDA with your personal life, you know, with your, with your social life?
4: Um, I think any aspect of it, it's, it's challenging at times. Um, so operationally, obviously now as we're independent, we've obviously got our own files and, you know, cases to be investigating at work. And sometimes, you know, they can take, obviously, you know, if they're comp- a little bit complex um, at our level, obviously given with limited experience, I mean, certainly myself, I know sometimes I um, I want to, because I'm a bit, I like to say, I'm a bit affectionate, so I do obviously go to, I'd always ask questions before I do anything concrete to make sure I'm getting it right, obviously, because it has big imp- implications on anything, um, which then, you know, can lead to a little bit of extra stress when you're at home. But I think it's just about, personally for me, just finding something, you know, that can um, sort of offset that balance, if that makes sense. Um, so, for me personally, I'm quite a sporty person, so um, obviously now the restrictions have been lifted again. Um, I've been playing football the last couple of nights. During the lockdowns, I've been doing running, obviously to clear your head after work. Um, when the gyms are back open, I would, you know, go into the gyms and go in there and lift weights because I find that helps get rid of a lot of stress and a bit of tension. Or for other people, it might be just balancing that stress and, you know the personal life by reading a book or going for walks and stuff like that. It, everyone's different, but my way of balancing that bit work, personal life is literally probably just playing sports and you know just trying to chill out as much as I can away from the the work and try and switch off.
2: And how important is that? Even you know, as you're learning and all the work you've got to do, it's important that you have that balance, isn't it?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you don't, you'll burn out. I mean, um, I've had occasions where I've been um, stressing over trying to get essays done. But then obviously, like I say, at work, I've got something that I need to do that I'm obviously not in work to do. So I'm obviously there going right. It needs to be done because I'm quite methodical. Um, but that's just me personally. Um, but like I say, if you don't, you'll, you'll probably send you crazy, to be fair. You'll start um, going a bit do lally as I have done at points. But like, like we've said, me and Gail have said, it's, it's rewarding. And if you prepare, if you've got the enthusiasm, you know, it's almost like a vocation, I'd say. To, it's like a teacher or a doctor or whatever. Being a police officer, so if you've got the you know the enthusiasm and you've got the drive to do it, you know, I'd personally run through a brick wall to do it if I had to.
2: And Rachel, Gail, and Ben have obviously mentioned the challenges that that come with doing this type of course but also talking about how much they enjoy it and thrive upon those challenges can you just describe to me briefly if you can that the makeup of of these three years what do you hope for a new recruit they achieve at the end of year one two and three
3: so it is a three-year program and, and and on you know entering into um the pcda program um, they will uh, at first initial weeks. So the first initial weeks on joining will be spent in force between um, in force training and um, university training, which encompasses things like procedure, um, knowledge-based um, legislation, the law, etc. Before them rotating for the rest of the year in brief through operational policing. So. Um, that will be um, an operational rotation on neighbourhood policing in a relevant area, um, response policing again um, in in whatever area um, is is given to them, and also investigation. And the similar similar goes on into year two. It's um, it's sort of capturing all areas of policing throughout the first two years, and in amongst that is um, sort of incremental learning uh, mapped against the College of Policing curriculum for the um, degree, police constable degree apprenticeship. And then towards the end of year two, uh, when they move into to the, uh, the year three, there is um, an option to preference what area of policing you would like to go into uh, to allow you to do the dissertation um, that's required as part of the degree. So the third year is is more where you preference to go, whether that be response, neighbourhood or investigation. And then on completion, um, you receive um, the bachelor's degree in policing. And it's important to say that, obviously, as you mentioned there,
2: that it is a very practical learning experience, isn't it? it it's not just, you know, there obviously are elements of, classroom learning etc but a lot of it is quite practical isn't it?
3: I'm probably gonna sound a little biased here but I think it's a fantastic way to um, enter into the police the police constable degree apprenticeship because you you get um, the, the majority of those three years um, is spent on operational rotation, moving through um, you know different departments within within the police. Um, so, where in the past you'd have come into the police and just gone straight into one role, the three years now you're rotating through various different departments, gaining operational experience, um, and 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 also a wealth of um, different experience from those out there that are all, out on the ground. So you're learning from those experts whilst um, what you know whilst carrying out um, your own role.
2: And to you, Gail, Rachel mentioned there about the choice that the students will get at the beginning of of year three. After, obviously, this is still to come for you guys. How important is it for you that you get that choice at at the beginning of year three into what specific area you want to go?
3: I think for me, um,
1: it's been pretty strange because everywhere I've rotated I've loved and then I've been thinking I definitely want neighborhood policing and then I go on response and it's like I definitely want response policing Um, but then as I've I've gone further along I've found that I'm um, more interested in kind of long-term investigations uh, as opposed to kind of you know the response way of you, you go and you deal with something and you move on to the next thing um and i've just been told that i'm going to be posted in uh, investigations for my year 3 so i'm pretty excited about that um it, it's just it, i understand it's a difficult one for the force because it will be based on resourcing and operational need as well um but i'm i'm pleased that i'm in investigations so it it's it's worked well for me
2: and the the same question to you, Ben. Have have you decided where you're heading off to next year? And how important was that choice for you?
4: And like Gail said, I think um, it's 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 good the fact that we've been offered the choice in the sense of you know due to resources we haven't just been um, you know put wherever we needed because obviously we've got to appreciate there is that element to it. And obviously you know we, we are employees in an organisation, and you know we we've joined obviously doing role and wherever we needed him. Um, for well, me personally, I, um, I've enjoyed everywhere I've gone. I've taken on the challenge. It's part of my development. Like Rachel said, uh, you know, you go in investigations, you will not have to build files which you need for your jobs when you're doing it yourself. Or, you know, on neighbourhood policing, you're interacting with those people. In um, you know, the community, you're getting to know what the issues are, you know, whether it be drugs and social behaviour, stuff like that, um, that's where I currently am. But going forward in my third year, um, I put response um, as my first preference. and. I am going to back to response and I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's something that I really enjoy. I like the idea of, you know, going to those incidents and deal with it firsthand and, you know, and making sure people are safe and just overall having a good impact with people who are vulnerable and need our assistance.
2: And Ben, why do you think that policing should be considered a good and viable option for those looking for an answer to what shall I do with my life, you know? Why should it be a good and viable option for, for any person?
4: It's um, a few things. I think first of all, you know, given obviously the unfortunate circumstances around COVID, you know, I'm very grateful personally, and I'm sure Gail will say the same, um, that we've had a job where we've had a you know a paycheck coming in every week, every month. Sorry, and you know we've had stability, and you know we can support our families and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you're not going to worry where the next penny's coming from, where, you know, it's a lot of self-employed people or people working in hospitality and stuff like that at this given time have obviously, you know, unfortunately struggled. Um, and the second point I'd raise is the fact that, you know, you've got the chance for career progression, if you want, you know, whether that being, you know, first developing yourself, um, going through the, sh- the ranks, going up to sergeants and going to sector, so on, so on. Or, you know, you've got the chance to... Go into a specialised role, whether that be something like traffic, child protection, CID, something like that. Obviously, once you've passed your three years and do that sort of stuff, um, and obviously later on in life, when you're looking to retire, I'd say the, the you know the pension's pretty good. You know, you've, you've got that, um, you've got that savings, and you've got that, you know, security in life, shall we say, um, later on as well as now, as for the now.
2: And Gail, what advice would you give to someone considering a career change and looking to move into the world of policing?
1: I'd say do it, definitely do it. It is, like it said a lot, a job like no other. Um, I would advise people though to do the research, uh, research what police officers do on a daily basis and take all that into consideration before making the plunge. But if it's what you want to do, then definitely go for it.
2: And finally, to you, Rachel, what would you say to encourage people to follow in the footsteps of people like Ben and Gail and take up this position on a, on a PCDA programme in Staffordshire? And how would they go about doing that?
3: Personally, I, I just think um, the degree apprenticeship is just a fantastic opportunity of entering into um, the sort of the organised the policing organisation where you become part of that policing family um that that is that is huge um you know everyday is dynamic ever changing um like ben said there's a the career pro- progression um there's there's different paths you can take um it, it i just, i do honestly think it's a fantastic route into um policing although challenging um yeah so that's uh, that's my personal view on the degree apprenticeship
2: and how can people go about signing up for the PCDA program
3: you can contact us via the Staffordshire Police um, careers page uh, where I believe um, we're taking applications on there at the moment Um, there are also links um, if you wanted to go in via the university if you can if you want to check out the degree side um, of of the program there's links via Staffordshire University into how you can uh, apply. And also on the College of Policing, there's also links on there as to how you can apply to us to join the degree apprenticeship.
2: Thank you. Well, that's all we have time for today. So thank you to Gail, Ben and Rachel for joining me and to you guys for listening. If you have any questions about the issues discussed in today's podcast, then please feel free to contact us at the Podcast at staffordshire.pnn police.uk or visit the Staffordshire Police website for more information. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Beak podcast produced by Staffordshire Police. To learn more about the topics discussed in the podcast, including sources of help and support, please visit the Staffordshire Police website.